Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On Giddy Up, the Hong Kong Corner. For the latest on Hong Kong racing, go to hkjc.com. Welcome back to Giddy Up. It's 10.33 and it's time now for an update on Hong Kong racing with our great mate Tommy Wood. G'day, Tom. Morning, Gareth. Now, there's a lot of text messages coming through today. Gareth, we need to get on Giddy Up for Jamie Richards today at Happy Valley. Is there any bloody good Giddy Up? Sorry, you just cut out there, Gareth. I just missed that. Oh, sorry, mate. There's a horse by the name of Giddy Up, they tell me, at Hong Kong tonight at Happy Valley, trained by Jamie Richards. Now, is he any bloody good? Uh, he, he went okay first up, actually, um, Giddy Up. I think he's going around in the last race uh, tonight, race number eight, so it'll be uh, very early in the hours of the, the morning for you guys. But uh, he went okay first up with a, a bit of a, a blanket finish over the final stages. Sometimes a little sceptical about the format of those races where they finished in a, a clump, but uh, he stayed on the fence and rallied through on the inside. Ran about fifth in the end, but there was only, think, I think, only about two or two and a quarter lengths covering the, the top 11 horses uh, in that field. He's since won a, a trial, so uh, we'll be interested to see if he can progress on that uh, that first up effort, uh, giddy up. But yeah, he certainly, uh, certainly went okay first up. Can you just explain, we've had a chat to you about this um, before, and I know you can't comment on it, um, but I just want to get your... Um, I just want to get some explanation and, and how it all works with the Hong Kong Jockey Club. Obviously, the rumour mill is pretty big around this part of the world regarding it's been reported that David Eustace could be the, the trainer that Hong Kong take on as their as their new trainer, or he might be granted a license. But what is the pro? What is the the protocols and the process now from a Hong Kong Jockey Club in a way they go about um, announcing this or selecting their trainers? Uh, literally, there's a, a licensing announcement to be made, whether it be a, a Tuesday morning. They generally sort of happen if they are going to happen Tuesday mornings or uh, Friday mornings following barrier trials. My sort of um, recollection that most of the time it's quite often been a, a Friday morning, but it certainly can happen on a, a Tuesday morning. A, an email will go out, uh, say, the night before uh, from the Jockey Club saying there's a, a media briefing at the Jockey Club uh, at the clubhouse at uh, 9.30, uh, 10 o'clock. Um, that the executive director of racing, Mr. Andrew Harding, will be there uh, to uh, to brief the media, and uh, then everyone gathers around the the breakfast tables, has a has a coffee and a bite to eat, and then um, the officials arrive and they have a uh, a small sort of uh, statement to the the press, and then in walks the new trainer or new jockey or yep. whoever it might be. So when do they usually? When's the latest they would announce a new trainer? Look, I really don't know, uh, to be honest. 
Um, I yeah. remember when it was uh, um, Mark Newnham, I think it was uh, sort of might have been after the turn of the the new year, might have even been after Chinese New Year, and when it was um, Jamie Richards, it was uh, around about December uh, from uh, memory when they announced that Jamie Richards did a, a barrier trial session at um, Happy Valley. So um, yeah. It all comes down to the, the club and what they wish to do. Yep. And there's been a lot of new trainers that have hit the ground running, you could say, in, in Hong Kong at the moment. None more so uh, than Pierre Ung. Um, he just is absolutely flying at the moment. So we're, we've just ticked over 30-odd uh, uh, meetings. He had another treble uh, at the weekend. He's 16 or 17, clear at the, the top of the, the trainers' uh, pecking order in yes. terms of uh, winners. I said on air the other day to my colleagues, I said, what What are the other trainers doing when they get around the, the coffee machine and the trainer's huts uh, on a, a Monday and Tuesday morning and just see what he's doing? He, he does work his horses hard, but he's getting the getting the results. He's got some very, very fit horses. We've already had a, a number of races uh, this uh, season, but they just keep turning up, performing and winning, and they're always often heavily backed in the final two minutes of betting as well. So Pierre is absolutely flying. Uh, Mark Newton has been, been able to get up to a, a fairly good start. It's been a, a slightly slower start for the, the local guy, Cody Moe, in terms of his first uh, season. And it's been certainly a bit of a slower start this season for uh, Jamie Richards as well. Um, don't think things have quite gone how he sort of anticipated them to go uh, the second season last season here in Hong Kong and there's been sort of there's been a, a few departures from the, the stable over the last uh, couple of months as well so it might be sort of getting to the, the mm. stage as well where a few of the owners are starting to get itchy feet in terms of their runners aren't performing to, to where they think they should be and they're, they're moving stables. It's a difficult one isn't it because Pierre's really hit the ground running but he he's all his father was a superstar trainer and he had a wonderful apprenticeship but to do what he's doing in his second season, I think he's winning the premiership by 10 or 12 winners, which is extraordinary when you yeah. think about it. And um, like I was talking to a few people about this and the, like Jamie Richards is a perfect example. I, I remember having a chat to him when I was in New Zealand for the Caracas sale. Like he had a horse that tried like a bomb and one by four or five lengths was probably going to be his best horse. The next day, Danny Shum picks it up. Um um, the Michael Friedman story, when he had no luck in those horses, unfortunately, um, he had that, that accident there with the water, I mean, the, the walker. And then the next day, all of his horses were taken away because um, owners thought he was bad luck. David, David Hayes has mentioned before that if, you, if one of your good horses draws a bad barrier on a couple of occasions, they'll just pick up their horses and take them away because they think you're bad luck. It's a brutal game there, isn't it, in Hong Kong? Yeah, it's the, it's the fickle nature of the, the business here, and it can be quite fickle amongst uh, some of the owners because they're all well, not they're not all friends. I'm I'm just sort of saying that a lot of them are friends, and so they talk, and so then when there's a, a sort of uh, movement and traction in terms of the, the ball rolling, uh, that's when things sort of can happen for trainers and so horses do move across. So I mean, it's unbelievable what Pierre really is doing at the moment. He said he's not interested in talking about trainers championships at this point in time, but he has, I think, a record anyway for uh, modern era here in Hong Kong. He's had a winner each of the last, I think it's 13 or 14 meetings, and he's way out in front in terms of the trainers' championship. He doesn't want to talk about it until, hmm. say, meeting number 60 of the season. That's sort of looking about to April, but I think he's going to have to start talking about it before then because um, 
the way things are going, the momentum that he's got, the, the way the horses continually turn up, run well, are supported in the markets. Um, it, it's, it's been it's been unbelievable, really. So how much of an advantage did he have because of his his family background and his work for some of the biggest stables as well? And I guess because he's a local and he can talk to Cantonese, and, and he, how much of an advantage is that for him? I know he has to get the job yeah. done, but he's, it sounds like he's had a massive leg up because even he, like, uh, hosted David Hayes' horses went to him in his first season. Yeah, well, I think David lost about 12 or 15 horses, and so they all went for the, a matter of a, a few weeks across to uh, Pierre, and so, yeah, it hasn't been able to communicate with the owners like that, and being here in Hong Kong and growing up around the scene with his father, Peter, who was a, a trainer. Of course, he was an assistant trainer here uh, for John Size. He was an assistant trainer for Francis Loy, of course, in the early sort of three or five-year-old stage of uh, Golden 60. So he's had uh, that as well. Um, he's had um, association, I think, certainly with, not only with David Hayes, I, I might be wrong there, but definitely... Uh, yeah, he spent, time, he spent time yeah, with yeah. David Hayes in Australia, yeah. Yeah, so he's also spent time with Chris Wallace. He's had all those different uh, sort of groundings and backgrounds, and he's been able to watch all of those master trainers do what they do and develop his own style, which Mm. is working the horses quite hard. Yeah, he's one of the biggest stories, I think, in world racing with the success that he's having, Pierre. So it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. And then the David Eustace situation is interesting for mine as well. If he does get that opportunity... It's 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 a big opportunity for David, as you mentioned before. Like Jamie Richards, he he had a really handy back end to the season in his first year. Now he's he's struggling a little bit, and um, David hasn't been like he is in partnership with Kiramar, but you couldn't say he's been the the head honcho of that organisation. He still plays like he still plays an assistant role in a way. I think Kiramar makes all of the big decisions anyway. So all of a sudden he's got to go and communicate with the owners, get his own horses, make the big decisions, um, organize and run his staff, which he would have done in a way here in, in, in Australia, but probably he hasn't had that responsibility of, you know, this is, this is his organization. Um, so if he does get the call up, I think he'll do well Dave, Cause he's a, He's a brilliant man and operator, but um, it will be a big challenge for him and it'll be interesting to see how he goes. We need some winners at Happy Valley, mate. What are we doing tonight? We've got to back Giddy up, so we've locked him in. Yep, he's later on. It's going to be a quite cold night, so 11 or 12 degrees at Happy Valley here tonight. So and this is the, the first of uh, three meetings in six days and five meetings in about 12 days. So uh, for the next uh, few days here in uh, Hong Kong, uh, it's not a bad meeting tonight, actually. Uh, there's eight races, and uh, I quite like it in race four, number six, uh, Packing Prospect, who is a newcomer for Danny Shum and uh, James McDonald. So he's making his debut over 1,000 metres tonight, but his trial form looks good. He's looked good in those uh, trials. I think he's a big winning chance tonight on debut in race four, number six, Packing Prospect. Some context around his trial, the horse that was in his trial at Happy Valley most recently, on long, came out and hacked up there last Wednesday night, and another horse that was in that trial, uh, Storm Rider for David Hayes, he won on day two. There's some form, winning form through some of his other trials here in Hong Kong and his trials in New Zealand as well. There's a few winners out of those. So he looks fairly handy. Race four, number six, packing prospects. Next best it would be race three, number eight, Gallant Bella for uh, Jamie Richards. He put up a much better showing last uh, time out. He is drawn well here. He had a, a scruffy run last time out. So we we'll expect him to improve again. Race three, number eight, Gallant Bella. 
and a horse that didn't mind a couple of starts to go at Happy Valley and then failed at Charlton and then ran well again at Happy Valley last start and steps up to 16.50 is race six, number 11, a typical command for Mark Newton. He will be uh, genuine double figures uh, in this uh, race, but pretty close, pretty strongly out wider. I'm interested to see what he can do up to the, the 16.50 tonight, race six, number 11. But the ultimate best on debut, Gareth, uh, race four, number six, packing prospect. Good on you, mate. Thanks for that, mate. We appreciate it. Thanks, Gareth. Great to catch up with Tom Wood. Thanks to the Hong Kong Jockey Club. Just head to the website at HKJC. It's hkjc.com. We'll take a break. David Taggart's not far away.